Good morning, afternoon or evening, wherever you are in the world and welcome to Death by Pod. It's our little horror show. What we do is talk about horror films. My name is Matt Hudson, the creepy guy who lurks in the shadows and joining me as ever is the greatest co-host a man could ever ask for, Dame of Pain, Blog E. Balboa. How you doing, mate? Hello. <laughs> you let the cookie monster in. <laughs> that was my German voice. Oh, I see. I, thought, I just thought you really fancied a Maryland. I was, I was, I was getting into the spirit of things. Hello, I'm, oh, yes. I'm. There's a demon inside of me. <laughs> that's enough of your fantasies. Well, <laughs> as Bloggy's just getting into the spirit, we're what less than a week away from Halloween now. So the horror season is well upon us. Spooky season is here. We've been digging horror films. We know that you guys have, judging by the social medias and all that. You've all got demons inside you. Um, demons up inside, yeah. So before we start, though, Bloggy, how are you? And what have you had to eat? I am very well. I had a... What did I have? Oh, my God, I only had it like 30 minutes ago. I, I had a uh, lentil and bacon soup from the Coventry Soup people because they were oh, a in Sainsbury's. So I had that and some bread, of course. Of course, yep. And a glass of water, like a sort of Victorian orphan. <laughs> back in back in the um, the Genesis days, the early days of Death by Pod, Bloggy would eat like a three day old pizza, all washed down with some like white lightning um, with fags in. Now it's completely changed. It was reduced. It was it was a pound. You can't you can't get better <laughs> than that. Did you get it from Sainsbury's? Yeah. Yeah, I got one from there the other day. Whenever they're a pound, I just buy loads of them because I'm like, oh, it's, it's good for meals because that's my <laughs> life now. And then after like the second day of eating soup, it's like, Jesus fucking Christ, please give me something else. Yeah. <laughs> what did you, how, how are you and what did you eat? Uh, I'm all right. I'm um, fresh from singing about demons. I'm, I'm all right today. Uh, what did I have today? Um, I had a curry. I had a curry. I had a lamb jail frazzy. And I didn't give me the sweats and it did, it didn't give me an explosive body either because I can handle my spice. Um, but no, I'm all right, mate. I'm getting into the, about to say the festive spirit, but the spooky spirit. Um, looking forward to talking horror with you, my friend. Um, and for those who are new to the show, thank you for sticking around for that introduction. And secondly, all we do on this show is we pick a horror movie each week. It could be a new, each episode, sorry, get ahead of myself. It could be a new one, classic, um, or an obscure one. And we basically dive into it. What did we like? What didn't we like? Um, and sometimes we have fun tearing them apart as well. So, Bloggy, what film are we talking about this week? Well, we're going to be talking about The Cleansing Hour, which is why I have my demon voice on. Because it's about possessions. I should give it a spoiler warning. It's really hurting my voice, actually. I'll give a spoiler warning in my normal voice because we are going to we're going to spoil this film, even though... I think it's probably spoiled itself. Um, <laughs> well, There's demons in it. It's quite a new film as well. So if you haven't seen it, beware. It's it's on Shudder. So if you if you <laughs> haven't seen it, uh, go and get a seven day free trial. Or if you already pay, just yeah, just go on Prime, watch it, That's it. come back. That's it. Sponsor us Shudder because we're giving you a bit of business in the last few weeks. Yeah, Shudder. Shudder. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Shudder. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard to do the whole show in that voice. Okay, it's really hard to do a demon, isn't it? Well, yeah, it's a talent which I've never really had to do, but now I'm struggling with it. <laughs> hello, hello. Uh, hello. <laughs> what is that? Good? You sound like a really like angry Russian. Hey. 
Give vodka, vodka. Um, stereotype <laughs> and nation there. Uh, who? What, what's this all about? And who, who directs it? Who's in it? What's it all about? All right, so it's directed by Damien Levesque, uh, and it, it premiered at the Strasbourg Film Festival on September the sixteenth in two thousand and nineteen, and came to shut up in October. So in in this month, in October twenty twenties. Trying to drink my tea, and then suddenly shut up comes into my earplugs. <laughs> <laughs> Pidget tips. Um, <laughs> oh, lovely. Nice and strong. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for sticking around, guys. <laughs> this is it. Um, so it, it stars uh, Ryan Guzman as Max, Kyle Ganner as Drew, Alex Angelis as Lane. I nearly said I'm Rotten Tomatoes there because I'm just reading and not really paying attention to what I'm doing. Stars Rotten Tomatoes uh, as 81%. I like them. They're nice for people now. <laughs> it got an IT score of 81% and an IMDb user rating of 5.9 out of 10, which um, is, I think the IMDb one's probably more, yeah, we'll leave that until we get to tell you what we thought of it. Well, I can't imagine what you think of it, Bloggy, but... Um... Oh. What's I told you there'd be spoilers. Oh, they spoiled it already. What's your um? What's it all about? What's what your fa- famous synopsis? Because Blocky doesn't just read off IMDb. Oh no. Oh no. All right. So this film is about a really posy dickhead priest who does fake exorcisms online, and he doesn't even stream in 4K, which is, to be fair quite shocking in this day and age in this day and age uh yeah and then basically they find themselves in a real exorcism situation so everyone else that's watching thinks it's fake but it's actually real which is a i think it's a lovely fun premise I agree. I think it's a very decent premise for if it's been done before like exorcist like um the last exorcism did it um where they had that geezer father cotton used to go around as a charlatan taking money off of these fools and then suddenly a real dim turns up. He's up against it. He bottles it. Um, so, uh, <laughs> before we start, we always say what we thought about the film because why leave it to the end? Uh, and I will preface that by saying that a couple of weeks ago now, probably should play some music, a sound with that, Dave. A couple of weeks ago, I'm sitting in my home, sitting on my sofa, you know, in my arse groove, drinking a cup of Yorkshire tea. You know, I'm holding, I've got a dove in one hand and I've got a deer licking my arm in the other. It's really nice. And I get a message from Bloggy and I think, oh, fuck, what's this all about now? And she said, oh, here's a, there's a film I really, really want to watch. And this is all true, by the way. And it's it's called The Cleansing Hour. Shall we watch it? Shall we see if we can get it early and watch it? Um, she said, I'm really, really looking forward to seeing this. I said, all right. So thank you. Also, thank you to the guys at Shudder and that for sending this early. Um, uh, I do appreciate that. Sponsor us. So Bloggy really wanted to see this film and... Um, didn't take any arm twisting, but requested it for this week. So, Bloggy, what did you think of this, mate? Um, yeah, I, I, it wasn't for me. Um, I did <laughs> actually. Uh, it's quite funny that you talk about me texting you. For those that don't know, we do talk outside the show, and this tonight I was slightly late. <laughs> I finished work later than I wanted to and I thought okay it's only an hour and a half I'm gonna and I was late to the pod and Matt got a running commentary of me just being like it's it's still going on <laughs> I can't uh so <laughs> it's put them on the socials it's just like a, a slew of messages coming through 
so yeah i i'm it was it's a really really good trailer it's a really really good premise um but i was ultimately disappointed with with the cleansing hour the the power of the cleansing hour did not compel me <laughs> did you need to cleanse yourself afterwards it wasn't quite that bad. And again, once again, thank you, Shudder, Shudder, Shudder. For, for sending her this. And I'm really sorry that I, I didn't like it. No, you can't like them all. Was it the trailer then that sold you on the film? Because like I say, the message wasn't like overly exciting, but it was like, oh, let's, I really want to check this out. Was it the message or the, sorry, the trailer or the premise which sold you? It was both, really. I think the, the, the trailer definitely made it seem like um, a well, the tra- the trailer made it seem like a proper like ride or die exorcism film, I guess, and made it seem like a kind of like The Exorcist gone wrong, um, and the special effects. Are, and I don't, I don't like demon possession. I don't know many people that do. Um, but do about it. I just thought, oh, you know, this looks really creepy. It could be good fun, and I think, yeah, it just it wasn't for me. It didn't really hit any of the right notes. But the acting was good, mm-hmm. which is always a plus. It's just one of those films where I feel like this demon's got all of this power. <laughs> they, they spend like an hour just being a tit, basically. And you think, well, you know, if I, if I was some super cool demon with all these powers, like I wouldn't, it's much too vulgar display of power. In time. Paris. Yeah, in time. But I, I'd tease a little bit, but I'd kind of get down to brass tacks after a while. It's, it's bloggy's tactics here in life. Um yeah, you do. We do say that because all of all of these possession films, including the greatest of all time, I guess that. But they do kind of cover it in that when you know that's a vulgar display of power. So they do kind of touch upon the fact that if you are so powerful, why don't you just get out of your straps? Um, but none of the other ones really do. And you do find yourself thinking, if you can move people with your mind and things like that, why don't you just you know flick your wrist and get out and then just go and like cause havoc? Um, and I guess the short answer would be because demons like playing with people, but. If you can get out of your straps, you can go and cause havoc on the world. And surely the boss, the devil, would prefer that. Um, I didn't mind this film. I thought it was all right. I didn't love the film, but I did think it. I think I'm slightly more up on it than you are, just because um, I I've watched a shit ton of exorcism films recently, um, good and bad ones, and it also it went to highlight just how little, uh, how shallow the pool is when it comes to decent exorcism films. So I wanted to really like this film just so I could add another one to the list. Um, and I just thought it was all right. It certainly isn't a bad film, I don't think, but it's got a, for me, it's got a fun, high quality, low budget appeal to it. It's all done practically, which I thought was pretty good. Um, and the sets looked good. The acting was decent. Um, and they went, uh, they uh, what's the word, traversed a lot of the tropes as well with the demon. But I'll get into that in a minute. But I didn't mind it. I thought it was okay. I too wanted to want, wanted to like it more. Because when you sent it through and I had a little read of the synopsis, I was like, this sounds pretty boss using social media uh, or YouTube streaming for this uh, reason. Because you get a lot of social media horror films, but I think thought this one might turn up on its head and be decent. But I don't know. I thought it was all right. But um, what did you like then? Because you've said, obviously, it wasn't quite for you. So what were some of the things you did dig? I think I think I'm 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 sort of in the same boat as you, though. I think I just I. I think I was so hyped up by the trailer. I think I probably overhyped it for myself. Um, some of the things that I liked, uh, I liked uh, Max's backstory. And... Backside. <laughs> well, we get to see that. We get to see we? his willy. 
<laughs> no, <laughs> no, he's, he's no Ryan Gosling. Uh, of course, um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a deep cut for DBP. Oh god, yeah, that was an odd one. Um, yeah, I. So, what did I like? This is funny because I've literally just watched it. Literally, um, have just watched it. Literally, just turned it off. I. There, there were some pretty good jump scares. I mean, the bit so Max is like in bed with a woman, and he's like, "Oh, are you wearing a wig?" And he like pulls the cover over, and it turns into an old lady, and I shit to myself. <laughs> um, and I liked, um, I liked the whole relate. Like, I liked Drew's character as well. I thought he was really funny. Um, he like added some good comic relief, and Lane was really good at sort of being really menacing and everything. And the, the stoned guy, he was quite funny as well. Um, and the guy having visions. Yeah, the guy that like they think he's tweaking, but he's obviously tweaking. <laughs> Isn't that what it's called when you like po- take drugs and freak out? Possibly, I'm not down with the lingo, but it just sounded funny when you said it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's he's having visions and things, and he's obviously seeing things that aren't there. And some of the deaths were really brutal as well. I liked that how. The, the guy that got burnt that ended up like peeling some of his face off on that girl's fishnets was blah. Yeah, yeah. Um, on Riley, the intern's fishnets. Riley was alright. She's a bit dim, a bit hot, but a bit dim. Uh, and I know that's how her character was painted, but I think they probably could have just not bothered with her. I think she was pretty much in the film just to just to kill her in a way that they did. I think. But uh, to be fair, like most of the crew, I agree with you on the cast. I think Max was good. Ryan Guzman was all right. He played that kind of, like you said, that sort of slimy dickhead well. Because I'm sure he's a nice, lovely guy in real life, but he really did play that role well. Kyle Garner, I'm a big fan of him in general. He's a very good actor. He was, he was in a Nightmare on Elm Street remake, but he was in a film this year called Dinner in America, which is one of my favourite films of the year. Um, and he sent me a message afterwards to say thanks for liking it. So I like him even more now. And he's in Scream Aww. 5 coming up soon. Um, so he's got some big things coming up. And Alex Angelis, yeah, you meant what you said was right. I think she was good at being menacing, but they kind of went a bit more, I don't want to say slapstick, but there was a few, there was more wisecracks in there with her role. She was a bit, you know, she dropped a few one-liners because she had the voice, you know, she pulled funny faces a lot, as you get in these films now. But it felt a bit more throwback, a bit evil deady, because I don't think this would have worked if the demon had been like proper serious the whole time. And just been brooding and torturing them, and uh, and that I think it works better that she was, you know, saying a few jokes here and there because it just played with the tone of the film. Otherwise, I think it would have been a bit poo. Uh, yeah, I thought she was decent as um, the possessed Lane. Um, I like the bit where she's choking. Let me finish. Oh, yeah. um, I like the <laughs> sorry. I like the bit where she's choking, and um, they're all trying to get this thing out of her mouth, and it's the cloth uh, because the the show is called The Cleansing Hour. And they, I also thought this was hilarious, but they hawk Vatican-approved merchandise. So, like, cloths, which the Pope himself was blessed, which is just a cloth from, like, Poundland. Um, but one of those is, like, down her throat, and they're pulling it out, and, the, and Lane bites Max's fingers, and she bites, like, two of them off, but she's got this black shit coming out of her mouth. Her teeth are all gone yellow. Her face looks horrific, um, and it looks really bad. Like, I mean, as in, like, it looks good, but it looks, like, terrifying. Um, and then the way she does sort of, like, Gawks at him afterwards as these teeth just fall out of her mouth and just bob bob on the floor as these teeth as these fingers fall out of her mouth. So I like that entire sequence because it was just nasty. And then what else? There was um, I'm trying to think, trying to think what else I actually really really liked. I liked a lot of the film, but I'm trying to think like standouts. 
I like the atmosphere. I like the, like you say, some of the comedic way they took this film because it doesn't work if they take themselves too seriously. Um, uh, again, I'm, I'm struggling here, but not because I didn't like the film. It's just that there's, I couldn't think of anything that stands out massively. You know, I I like the messages. There's obvious messages about internet vanity and influencers, um, like how your disingenuous news can be damaging, the reach it has worldwide because there's a kid um, who's just transfixed by everything that's going on. I'm sure we'll see him another time. As well as the Catholic Church is um, exposed for its Nazi ways, which is the reason why Max stopped being a priest, because he saw things that involved kids that he didn't like. Um, I'll leave you guys to imagine what that might be. Uh, so I, I think the, it's, it's like chock full of messages. It, you know, it hits you around the face of them. Um, I like the gore, like the acting. I'm just trying to think of any, have any other set pieces or sequences which really stood out. What was the bit with the nonsense? I didn't. It was only Max basically because he was a priest, wasn't he? Max was. He was a he was a man of the cloth, but he he left because basically everything he saw behind the scenes. So when he was a kid and that nun was beating on Drew, and then Max but pushes her and kills her, and the pencil goes in her eye. Um, mm. But he said he left the Catholic Church. He left, you know, he gave up being a priest because um, of basically it was. I, I can't, I'm going to paraphrase here, but he basically said things going on in the Catholic church, which um, oh, basically he was insinuating that abuse in the Catholic church, basically oh, abuse okay. of younger people in the Catholic church. I can't, I don't want to misquote him, but basically yeah, he, he saw things going on um, that affected him um, and younger people. And he had, he had enough of it. So that was in there. It was a line of dialogue, and I didn't obviously show anything. I must have been. I must have been like putting soup in my mouth at that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You must have been looking at Simon the cat, saying, "When would this end, Simon?" You can't eat soup on the sofa. It just doesn't. You have to go and sit at the table. I was going to say, where do you sit? Messy. But obviously, a table. I, well, I was just listening, but obviously, I missed. But yeah, so yeah, that's that's cool. That's a good child abuse. That, that's a bit. Well, no, but like. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Um, <laughs> Groovy. It yeah exposes some some evil things in the Catholic Church yep. and the, the evil nun lady, which may or may not happen. Alleged. Don't sue us. Did happen. <laughs> we can say that it did happen. <laughs> yeah, but Bloggy Bloggy said it. So, uh, but yeah, I'm trying to think. I don't. Again, I'm whether I'm slightly more up on it. I'm trying to think of set pieces that stood out, or like moments that. Other than like a lot of it is kind of like sort of congealed into one. Like I like Lane, at, who is possessed, but I like you know most of the things he does. I like Max, and I like his arc, how he starts off his slimy dickhead, and, be, and in the end has to front up to all of these viewers and be like, "Listen, I'm a fraud." And obviously, the scene where he goes to hang himself. If you remember that one, mm. I liked the. Uh, I cannot remember the Stoner guy's name. Uh, I'll find that out for you whilst you uh, carry on. I don't just want to call him the stoner guy, but he, uh, he, the, the tweaker, he sees, uh, he sees some sort of like demon dog animal things, which oh, I thought yeah. was really good for, you know, I'm not saying that it was necessarily low budget, but for, I'm guessing that the kind of budget that would usually happen wasn't available to him. So those little CGI dog things look really good, but they go to like, bite his legs and bite his arms and everything and he's trying to slash at them but actually what he's doing is he's just cutting himself he ends oh up yeah that bit was awesome yeah yeah um dante is his name 
Is it really? Yeah, Dante. Amru Al Qadi plays Dante. I remember that, yeah, classic, because they can't see, obviously, Max and Drew and that. They don't know what's going on. They just see this guy like flailing with a knife and he just starts hacking it himself. It's really good as well because Max is like, We need to pray, we need to pray. And he says like he says this Hail Mary's and whatever, and he says Amen, and he's like, Oh, look, viewers, it's the power of belief, and then she's like, Oh, the power of denial, and then whistles and all these dogs run at him, and it's like ah! Yeah, yeah. Um uh, actually, I did. There was a bit I liked as well. The the actual the the, the switcheroo that they pull. Whereas Lane, she's um you know she's an attractive young lady. She's tied up to this chair and she's flailing herself around and um, spewing this vulgarity and sexual nonsense and and bad stuff. But she's not the one who's being objectified in the film. It's Max. So we've got a nice little switcheroo where the guy is the one who's objectified because um, he's like, he's got to get completely ass naked, like we said. And his for us, his dignity is covered by uh, some well-placed stage lighting. Um, and he has to get naked and like step all over that broken glass. He's got the f- lights focused on him, like heating up, up. There's a fan going off right above his head. I like that set piece because it made, that made me proper cringe when they show his f- like feet going into the glass and the blood just like dripping out. Ugh. Yeah, that's when uh, she puts on the hokey pokey, doesn't she? And yes. He's got, he's got, he's got the fan going round, and it's like you put your right arm that's in. That's it. Like, uh, here we go. Again, blogger like, yeah, sent me that, and I thought hokey pokey. Like, is he just making it up? But no, you're yeah. Because <laughs> I messaged you, and I was like, we're going to have to do because we were supposed to do it at quarter past seven, but I had to push it back fifteen minutes because I was only like half an hour in. And... Still late. I was like, oh, he's, he's he's just doing the hokey pokey. We're gonna have to push it back. And I was thinking, is that like some sort of weird way of just saying he's he's getting his bum out? But no, he does actually do it, doesn't he? Yeah, he does full on do the hokey pokey into a fan. And it, yeah, like the thing is, is that I remember as a kid, like always wanting to put my finger in the fan because I just thought it would stop. And yeah. <laughs> you know, when you have those little um, the fans that you just take on the tube or something, yeah, you the know, portable ones. Even those hurt. Yeah. 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 Don't put so your fingers in fans, guys. Yeah, don't do it. Yeah. Don't play hokey pokey with a fan. <laughs> if you do, blame some, someone else. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's, what, about, what about the flashback scenes? Did you, what do you think of them? When kind of, Because the Lane, the demon, f- forces Max to kind of face up to his secrets. And, of course, there's one at the end, which we'll mention later on, but like his domain secret, which causes everything to blow up. But um, what about all like, the flashbacks to... To Max as a kid and the nuns beating him and things like that. Yeah, I thought that 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 was the the most creepy part in it because then I thought, oh, is it is it that this this nun lady was always a demon or something, and mm. this was kind of like his path? Or but um, I thought they were really creepy, and I thought I thought the way that she died and everything was quite creepy as well because she she just falls down and you think, oh, you know she's dead but then he kind of kicks her and she just like casually rolls over and Boots she's got up. like a pencil sticking out of her eye <laughs> I was like, ah. uh, early klaxon yeah. <laughs> um what about, and what about i mentioned up top the social media aspect because i wanted to hear because since i watched this film i wanted to hear your thoughts on this because you're you're big on the social socials for what you have to do um outside of death by pod but what what do you how do you reckon they used it? Do you think they used the stream aspect well? When of course the demon's like, don't don't, don't cut the feed, uh, don't cut the feed, because <laughs> otherwise oh, I'm going to do bad things. Don't cut the feed, uh, and then we find out why. But how do you think that all played out? Because I thought that was a bit weird. 
Yeah, I mean, at first I thought, okay, well, it's got a, it's just driving the narrative, isn't it, that they can't cut the feed and yeah. they want the viewers and everything. And he's going demon about controlling the bandwidth, get getting his getting his blue tick and whatever else. But I thought it was interesting because there has been a big spate of YouTube streamers that have had to make public apologies for <laughs> for being, you know, for doing things wrong or being racist or whatever, and him having to make all these confessions online and it it progresses where at first you can see that he doesn't really want to be apologizing for anything and he's pushing against it and then by the end he's literally got a rope around his neck and he's begging people to forgive him and admitting this fraud and everything so I thought that was really good because it brought it it brought it up to now and that his his viewers were supposed to save him and they never do they're just like oh yeah strip off like coming out my mouth and all this stuff and and they don't give enough likes to him so he he doesn't get to live kind of thing i thought all that brought it brought it nicely back to the theme of um just the internet being evil really and it is so yeah i'm glad you're enjoying this show um brought to you by the internet (laughs) you know it is that's what the whole thing was about and because i didn't i thought the idea of a demon controlling like the um the internet airwaves and the bandwidth and all that I I was like, like, I thought they kept playing it and kept playing it. I wasn't overly keen on that. But like you say, everything around it, like the fact that it was part of his arc was to actually basically confront his viewers, the ones who he's desperate to make him famous, rich, get that blue tick and, you know, bed as many as possible. He's now having to beg for forgiveness from them. And all they they care about is either inflicting pain because they don't believe it's real, insulting him or wanting him to, go tackle out um which is pretty much you know symptomatic of social media nowadays like some half of the stuff you saw at the bottom was other somebody saying like maga or somebody said something in welsh or other people just insulting each other in the chat room at the bottom of the um cleansing hour live stream so i thought they captured that quite well but the idea of that yeah, you know, the demon like don't, don't shut off the feed i was like what i just didn't know anyone about um but yeah, so everything around it was fine. I just don't like the way they like used the demon to keep the feed going. And then they had that scene when Dante's in the in the closet on the wardrobe and he's seeing a demon and uh, Drew's got to go in and like reconnect everything because um because the signal's dying, I believe, and he's got to got to get it back on before it dies or else everyone's going to be killed by Angry Lane. Um, so I wasn't. I thought it was all right. I didn't think it was that well handled. I thought it was written all right. Um, is there anything else that you really dug before we move on to what we didn't or we weren't so hot on? Um, I liked I liked Lane's makeup and everything. I thought that was really good, especially yes. towards the end where she starts to get those weird, like, I can only describe them as, like, jaw nodules. I don't know what the hell they are. They're like little bony that come out of the jaw. Nice. They look like a jaw at a ribcage. It was pretty cool. <laughs> I'll have to check that one out again, like ribcage jaw. Jaw knuckles. I don't know what they were, but they looked pretty scary. And then when she, uh, spoiler alert, is all right again, her jaw knuckles recede, which I was really good because I thought, God, can you imagine if like she lives and she's just stuck with that? And then shaving would be a pain. Oh God, well it would just be awful. The whole thing. But how how are they going to get married? How would you be able to marry her after that? You would just be. It's the same as the Exorcist of Reagan. I'd be like. I, she wouldn't be staying in my house, cured or no. She... <laughs> yeah. Well, if you've seen Exorcist 2, The Heretic, you'd know that she told a a mute girl, she said, what there was once a demon living inside me. 
oh, don't worry, it's okay. He's gone now, so it's fine. She told everyone in those exact words that he's gone now, it's okay. It, it really cheerily. So that's the, that's all you need to know is that it's gone now, it's fine. So she could live in your house, mate. She told a mute girl that as well, so there's not even going to be any argument. <laughs> that's why <laughs> you bastard. That's right. She's still, she's still got, got all her wits about her as Reagan, the devil child that she is. Yeah. Don't, don't tell anyone. <laughs> yeah, she goes, shh, as she winks at her. <laughs> I'll tell you a secret. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you dick. Um, uh, again, I just, I liked a lot of the film but the film I, you can't remember you loved it right yeah it's, <laughs> as we think, it's not that i can't remember it's more just i'm desperately now because i've got all these notes written down and i'm desperately trying to like sift through the bits which i wasn't so keen on to find like another set piece or moment or or bit of dialogue that i dug and i'm struggling even though i like i, said, I enjoyed the majority of the film but it wasn't really anything that stood out i just found it a, a, a pretty enjoyable fun experience and um it I'm glad I saw it at this time of year because I don't know why October makes everything, every horror film, apart from one I watched the other day, every horror, just that little bit better. So maybe I was just in the October spirit, but I don't know why, because like, like we said up top, sound like a broken record. The acting's fine. The effects look great. The the film's got some good scares in it. The demon isn't stupid. It isn't daft for once. And they utilise social media well. But like I said, there's nothing that jumps out for me. And I think that's kind of my main thoughts about the film is that I re- I liked it, but it just it's just missing those things to take it up another notch for me or a few notches. Yeah, and I think I I agree with that because I think there's there's a really fine line with possession films and exorcism films is that they do, they do have to be serious. I think um, they, they you know Evil Dead and stuff while there is comedy moments and everything it is still serious enough for it to be scary. Whereas the, and it's funny because you say that you like the fact that the demon was given out all these one liners, but I felt that, that Lane, the demon, she was a little bit too down with the kids for my <laughs> liking. Like she was, she <laughs> was saying, things like, yeah, she was, <laughs> she was saying things like, you know, it's got to be a starter for 10 and give it 100. <laughs> and what, what about all your tweeters? Or, and she's saying all this stuff. And I'm like, Okay, well, what what happened to sort of you know like that Taoist and all of this creepy demon Latin. language? Yeah, like where's the Latin guys? Uh, I mean, maybe a lot of Latin. Like switch it up and have them, you know, Greek. Say, yeah, saying something else. Yeah, any other know. language? Well, that's interesting, yeah. Because if had it had she been serious against the back the backdrop of the rest of the film, especially some of the reveals which we'll mention, I don't know if it how well it worked. I think uh, for me, any for for me to enjoy it. Yeah, it needed that bit, a bit of levity because the whole film kind of struck me as it's not it certainly isn't a horror comedy whatsoever. It is a horror film, but it's much more lighthearted in tone. It kind of it knew what it was, and like when it's go when it's uh, moving away from the main action to like the the people who are watching the live stream. You've got the two girls, one of them who he um, beds, and they're kind of like giggling at like, everything that's going on, and that's lighthearted. And they're going to, and they're watching that kid who's watching it, and he's kind of like sneaking it under the table to watch. So there's a fairly they kind of take they straddle that tone of light-hearted and you know pretty pretty nasty looking horror quite well i don't know how for me i don't know if it'll work quite as well if the demon had been fully um serious but but i do know what you mean though because with something with this absurd you either go all in or you don't i think you either go all serious or you go fully fully wild with these one-liners rather than a bit of both 
Well, it's funny because you mentioned the last exorcism, but I couldn't help but draw parallels with that because, you know, Nell in the last exorcism when she was possessed, she had, she was a bit cheeky and a bit playful, but she was still scary. And, you know, she says something like, would you like me to give you a blowing job? And he's like, you're, you're, you're a demon because, or like, you know, you're not a demon because a demon would know that it's a blowjob and not a blowing job and you're just a kid. And, And I thought that bit was quite freaky and that she... So I'll give you to the count of 10 and then snaps all her fingers. And that's oh, the kind that of like, that, yeah, I thought the last exorcism was all right, to be fair. But that, that's the kind of playfulness that I wanted from this film. I wanted a menacing playfulness where you're mm. like, ha ha, sh- shit, you know, ha ha, this is awful. Tearing um, yourself apart. But in, yeah, but instead you kind of get like hashtag. And I'm thinking, <laughs> you're not a horror comedy, but you're you're also now not a horror to me because mm. I can't. I'm I'm going to go to sleep easy tonight. This is what I'm saying. I think, which is surprising because exorcism films usually scare me just through visual alone. But it's I, I like I'm glad that there was a playful tone, but I think that there was in the wrong place. There wasn't. There just wasn't enough scary to make it. But maybe you know they, they kind of dealt with what they had. I guess if they'd have tried to go all in. It might have just come off really like bad, yeah. you know what I mean. But at least, it, at least it's average and not terrible, you know. Yeah. No, you're right. So fair. No, you're right. It's in the middle there. But yeah, I love an exorcism film because there's something about like religious supernatural shit which just like freaks me out. But oh yeah, I would have liked to have seen more scares in this film. Like what we got was all right. Like what I mentioned when she like when she just chews off max's fingers like that is brutal mm. that's a visual as well like her face and the music and the, the cuts they utilize and the, sorry, the edits it's really brutal but there's not much else of it and it seemed to me that um levesque damien levesque he kind of put a little bit too much in the film and i got that by your messages uh just before finishing up when you're like jesus christ there's more and I, you like, like, Return of the King had like 19 endings, but they felt justified. Even if towards the end you are thinking, come on, lads, wrap it up a bit. But it does seem like there was a lot thrown in to this film because you get to about the hour, 10 minute mark, an hour, and, and suddenly something else drops. And then after that, something else drops. And it's like, fuck. And then you get to the ending and then there's something else happens, you know. And that's just in the last sort of 20, 25 minutes. So there's a lot going on, a lot of ideas like with what happens to the crew, with what happens to Tweaker, Dante, and what he's seeing, the social media side, Max outside of work, uh, Drew growing up, um, Lane, the relationship with that. And that's just the ones I could think off the top of my head. There's a lot going on. And I think that kind of muddied the waters a little bit. I, I agree with that. And I think as well, one of the main... Thanks, mate. <laughs> I concur. Well, one, of the, one of the main things that got me was that they had the uh, the drag queen um, who was oh, yeah. doing it right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What happened with that? Like, I don't know. It just, A, it, they, they quite openly say, like, oh, yeah, we're doing it for the shock factor. Like, we're going to have some possessed drag queen in. Yeah. And I'm a bit like, can we stop doing this now, please? Going back to the terrifier. Like, can we just stop? And then, but then, but then she gets... She gets eaten by a homeless man and something that's crawling out of a lamppost, which, like, so I guess now on reflection, I'm like, oh, okay, that kind of makes sense. But it also doesn't. None of that makes None of that fits because the ending is that the devil, like, rocks up out of the burnt man and he 
preach to everyone in the feed and then everyone that watches the feed gets possessed and it turns into this big demon army of people killing each other and you're like what the hell has just happened but why 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 was the homeless man and the lamppost woman already possessed what's going on where where's where's the drag queen what happened to her i there, there was a whole thing there that just it didn't really make any sense but um yeah discuss yeah well <laughs> yeah on that note on pass that me the memo note. um hot potato uh yeah i know what you mean about the having the the drag queen there so it, it it's obviously done for well i don't know like you say he he wants to views max wants to views he wants to blue check the whole point of the cleansing hour or the whole thing about it is that the decline the views are declining so it's getting yeah people are starting to turn off this now drew wants to expand like do seances and stuff like that he wants to try different things bring new people in and you know freshen up a little bit whereas max is like no no this is this is my show i call the shots go and get that drag queen drag her in here now and we can show her getting possessed um but same time you could have put anyone in that role do you know what i mean it's there's there's obviously a reason why they decided to choose a drag queen and i think you hit the nail on the head it's if it's some sort of strange perverse shock value which doesn't really hold up even now um I don't know why. Why? Why? Why was a homeless man possessed? Why was there this demon rocking up outside? I mean, I'm guessing that's obviously the demon that possesses Lane, but obviously it felt a bit hungry before. And was like, no, we'll get the homeless person. We'll kill the drag queen first. Um, I don't know. It's it was a very strange turn of events that led to Lane taking up the seat because she wasn't meant to do it, was she? She's been trying to get Drew out. She's like, no, this is this is crap. You need to get out of this. And she doesn't want to do it, but he kind of says, like, come on, come on, come on, come on. We've got to do it. <laughs> Chameleon. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on, come on, come on, come on. Uh, so you've got to do it. But, I mean, yeah, it's a bit of a contrived way to get Lane's ass in that seat, I think. Um, what, speak- what would the demon do if it wasn't Lane? What if they'd got that uh, PA dumbass assistant to do it? Instead, the demon would have been like, oh, nuts, now I can't reveal their affair. Yeah, that would have been hilarious. And that, but that's what I mean. It's those sort of things that I think about. And I'm like, so behind the scenes, we've got Machiavellian demon sat there planning it all out on some parchment, writing in blood like Sideshow Bob, like get IT, qual- IT qualified as well. Like to do list, like, okay, yeah, um, make, make servers not good, kill drag queen, get lame. Find out for rates. Fair, expose affair, expose wrongdoing by Max. Uh, Expose myself as devil. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure I eat a cloth. Uh, <laughs> sharpen my teeth. Give man drugs. It's just, it makes me wonder. Like, See Max Willy. Yeah, how much planning? There's, this demon should be doing like weddings and events. Cause... <laughs> yeah, yeah. He could do a lot better than, than um, murking a couple of people on a small time YouTube show. That's for sure. <laughs> it doesn't but... have to do it in 4K. Yeah, exactly. And they even say that, don't they? But... No, I, uh, that's what I mean. There's a lot going I hadn't even thought about that either, but there, there's so much going on just in terms of what they throw at you that when you start looking into it like that, it does start to get a little bit more convoluted and a bit more, a bit messier. Uh, I'm speaking of holding up. Uh, let's just say you watch this film in five years' time. Do you think it holds up? Because the references may or may not still be valid then. Um, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's going to hold up necessarily. Um, but, he, you know... Demon possession, that's always going to be, it's always going to happen. We're always going to have always, demons. It's always going to be out there. It's always going to be looking to find a way inside you. Um, <laughs> they know you how meant, to right. it up, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, Brits certainly do know how to put it up, you guys. 
so that ending. Let's not beat. Let's not beat around the proverbial bush anymore. That ending, starting from the reveal. That's oh fucking hell. So the big the final reveal is dog shit. Basically, Lane the de- sorry the demon which is manifested inside Lane basically has Max reveal that Max and Lane hooked up before. Before she got together with Drew, so we were on yeah, the break. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so he may have, um, yeah. It's probably going to be like, oh man, but it's he wouldn't get your mate, like literally strangle him so his eyes popping out and beat the living shit out of him for something that happened before. Yeah, he might, he might, he might be, he might think, oh, for fuck's sake, mate, you could have told me. But to make that the final like killer blow, I, even even if they'd said. Oh, I I slept with your fiance last week. It's okay, yeah. All right, I understand why he may have flipped his lead, but it's still a bit like, really? Did you not have given us something more than I fucked your missus? Do you know what I mean? It just feels a bit churlish to me, and it feels lazy to me. But especially the fact that they did it before they were even together, that really kicked me in the ass, and I didn't I didn't like that. Um, Then obviously, what came will mention it, but. That reveal, I don't, by the sounds of it, you weren't keen on it either. No, I really wasn't because I thought, okay, maybe because um, I thought the guy and the woman that had broken down outside Israel, I yeah. thought that maybe that guy was because they just randomly showed that scene. And I was like, oh, who are these two broken down? She's dressed up like she's in Jurassic Park. What's going on? And I thought, oh, is that his friend from school who was getting his head smashed into the desk who he kills the woman for Ooh. i thought okay and then i thought that when he said oh someone's phoning me but it asked oh, the wrong number i'm not going to pick it up i thought it was the guy from the car being like oh hey buddy i've just seen your live cast uh thanks for killing that nun for me or you know something i thought it, he was going to have be someone or be something but then it just turned out that the demon just like live cast or you know webcasted his some video of her like not, and it wasn't even a scandalous video. It was just her in a bra, just being. That's right. Like, oh, yeah, I'm getting dressed because we've had but, sex ten years ago. So I get, I can see why that would rile Drew up though, because he's still got it on his, and that's what he said. He's like, you still got this on your phone, and Max but is did like, he? But well, that's why he said, didn't he say? I can't remember if he said I was going to delete it or I thought I deleted it. Yeah, he said I thought I did. Ah, oh, there you go. But, then, I, yeah. but you know. I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, that, that I just thought, okay. So that that bit kind of stands to reason that I would annoy him. And then, but then Lane sat there in in between being possessed and not being possessed because she had these losers moments, and she's like, "You cocksucker! You cock!" She and then she turns back into a demon again. She's like, "Kill him! Kill him! <laughs> you cocksucker!" It's just um, yeah. So that that bit, I I didn't really. But I, I did. To be fair, as Max, I would be more annoyed that Drew was skimming sixty percent off the profits. The whole true, thing. great point. You know, and he says that he's going to forgive him, but he owes him back with interest. And then yeah. he's like, okay, well, I'll tell you what, forget about the debt and delete that really non-explicit video of my wife to be, who's now a demon. Yeah. I mean, I'm. Is is it? I mean, I'm not going to try and pick the bones out of that one because it's just. It it feels like they just ran out of steam towards the end. They put so much into, you know, 
to start and the middle sections to try and like get everyone on board or shock us or or make us cringe or whatever. That they just ran out of steam at the end, and and that was the final reveal, which then led to the demon being expelled. They exercised the demons. They did it. Mm-hmm. They got the demon out of her. But then, because. Uh, Oh God! Because they found out the demon was called Amon, like, not Amon Holmes, but Amon or Amon, <laughs> and they and they found it out because they used a demon database that Which, Drew had created by yeah. putting. And we you got to do is put a keyword in, haven't you? Like angry, uh, big boned beard, and it will come up with possible matches for demons in the, like the book of demons. It was like, that was like, what the hell is this for a device? Yeah, it was kind of like. Because we've all tried to look up stuff on Google, you know, not, you know, just in general, like, where's that article that I saw the other day? And you can't find it for shit. But this guy just putting in like pluses and, you know, or and use it like, you know, quote marks or whatever. He's managed to pinpoint the exact demon. I didn't actually understand. So maybe you can help me with that. And this is possibly because I was just getting, I was zoning out. I was actually just, I thought, oh shit, I haven't prepped for the game yet. So I was kind of half in, half out. I've had a really short day. (laughs) <laughs> too, too busy checking the plumbing. So then, yeah. So the the devil comes out of the burnt guy, and he's like, "But it was my list all along." Like, what's what happened? Um, it was the devil's book. What happened? Well, basically, it wasn't Ammon or Amon. It wasn't him at all. It was actually the devil. So oh, the that, devil that had it. possessed. Okay. Yeah, the devil had possessed Lane. That was it, and they thought. When Drew was like, "Ah, oh, Ammon, call it Ammon," and then you know, obviously, and it's like, "Ah, you got me." See you later, Tulu. Grabs his cat, grabs his coat, and buggers off. Turns out, that, actually, now the devil was behind the whole thing. The actual devil physically manifests in front of them, which I could have absolutely done without seeing that. Um, and the reason why the devil wanted the stream to go live was so it could possess everyone who viewed the stream, which ended up being about seventeen million people, literally. And then everybody goes on this possessed rampage. And you liked that bit, didn't you, mate, at the end when they just kept showing people getting killed? Yeah. Um, well, that was, that was the, so the, the, the big reveal at the end, which <laughs> it, was, it was so uh, Independence Day-esque. Uh, the, the little kid that has been watching this live stream. And also, like, I, I did want to point out as well that this little kid's looking at this really, really nice bit of filet mignon. Like, oh, I don't want to eat yeah. this shit. I don't want to eat this. And I'm like, I would, I, I've had soup tonight, kid. Like, <laughs> I would love a steak like that. It looks all rare. Shut up, little shit. Yeah. So he's watching it. He doesn't want to eat his dinner. He's seen this guy naked, all the rest of it. He gets possessed, stabs his sister, goes into his dad, who turns out to be the president of the United States mm. of America. If only. And it's not, I don't even know, is he supposed to be Donald Trump? I don't really know. It would be cool if he was, because then there'd be some yeah, actions yeah. to that. But he just, he, he kills the president. And I'm like, oh, God. To non-American people, even if it doesn't matter who the president is, to non-American people, that is still like, and? It's still obviously like, ah, you don't want to see anyone get killed. But that is only, that that's very much aimed to, you know, like, that's still presenting the image that the USA is all-powerful. You know, we are the rulers of the free world. You you can't kill the president. He's untouchable. See, I see that, and I don't give a shit that's the president. You know, the fact that he killed his mum, that's that was like oh that's more shocking to me. I don't need to see him go into the to the Oval Office with a big teddy bear, and then like have him walk out and kill the president because it doesn't matter to me anything. 
because yeah, he's a fucking devil. It, it wouldn't matter to me if he'd gone into the Houses of Parliament and did it. All right, just the political people, they're all oh, just yeah, take yeah, they can all swing. All of those mothers, but it's just I tell you, again. I the fact when when he killed his mother, when he stabbed her on the chair, the sofa, the chaise lounge, that I was like, oh, that's brutal. Because to me, it was just a son killing his mother, which is almost like um, taboo. It's like shit. Okay, they did that in the Omen because he made him wear those stupid clothes. But <laughs> that got me more than than just going in and killing someone. And oh, we're not finished yet. It was the president. The devil could kill the president with a click of his fingers. So it doesn't bother me. You know I mean it wouldn't? You know, I would have been more upset if it was my boy down at the kebab shop at the end of the road. Do you know what I mean? Because it's it's normal people. I don't know. The idea of having it be the president for shock value just didn't work for me. It didn't add anything to that finale, you know. It was, just, it was kind of like, oh, another big reveal. It's like, <laughs> I don't understand. And then everyone just is possessed and the chefs are all, nothing's getting cooked in that kitchen. People are... From one bloke's head. Yeah, people are getting put on grill pans and God knows what else. And then there's a guy holding someone's face up against a motorbike wheel and another oh. one's revving it. Like, oh, it just... I See, that I didn't mind because I wouldn't. That one I was like, okay, that's inventive. And the other one was the guy laying on his back with a glass bottle in his mouth, and the woman just stamps on it. I was like, that's inventive enough. That's cool. But yeah, they just kept going and they kept going, leading up to the reveal that it was the president at the end of the day. I was like, fucking hell, Mars Attacks did that better when they had that little thing kill Jack Nicholson as the president. I was like, I felt more then. But I don't know. I just the idea using the praise as a full guy. It's like. It doesn't. It's not. It's not a shock value to me. To some people, it might be, but it it didn't matter who it was. Do you know what I mean? Like, they could have done it better, I think. And but just it felt a bit lazy having it to be the president, expecting people to be like, oh, anyone can be taken down now. Like, no, he's a devil. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I I don't know. I think they just they didn't know how to end it, and it. it felt, like AI by Steven Spielberg where they're just like let's give you five endings and you can just pick the one that you like the most yeah the one before he revealed that he slept with his fiancée before they even knew each other I prefer that ending before that happened <laughs> I don't know um, the dogs the dogs at the end look fine you know the hounds from hell uh, like I mentioned I could have done without the um, seeing the devil because I just thought it looked a bit ropey I just thought it looked a bit silly Um I think it's Tweaker. He starts vomiting black stuff and withdrawing and that. I was like, well, it's cool. But again, that again, it just felt like another subplot, another side plot going on. Um, yeah, I mentioned Riley, the intern. Again, I know she was port- she was supposed to be portrayed as this kind of dumb blonde. But I was just like, you don't, why, why is she there for? You know what I mean, it's just, why, why is there an intern who's clearly got no knowledge of what they're doing there? They're just there. And was it for comic relief or for the guys to ogle? I, I don't know generally, but cannon fodder. It's exactly she's just fodder. Same as the geese who got set on fire. I thought that I did also think that looked a bit poo. Like the effects for a film which you know prided itself on practical effects. You know when they did utilize CG at some points, it did look a bit janky. Like then, the obviously the, the idea of him being set on fire out of nowhere because his arm just started like um, oozing and then suddenly vroom, oh, God. up in flames. But, that whole bit, actually, yeah, that's that's a bit that I didn't like, and that I think that probably put me off kilter for the whole thing, is where she's like, "Hey, nice ink," and he's got flame tattoos. She's like, "Ah, oh, I like your tats." 
and then he just burst into flames. But I did like the fact that the fire blanket and the fire extinguisher made it worse and that the, yeah. the fire blanket kind of blew up on him and then the fire extinguisher was shooting out fire. But yeah, the fact, and then she was like, Ugh, we're turning up the heat. And I'm like, <laughs> what is this? Like, what? It's like bad Freddy Krueger, isn't it? But the bad Freddy Krueger was good. <laughs> <laughs> But you you sound like somebody who's just been on a on the lash and is like in a kebab shop. Uh, <laughs> anything, please. Can I have some jalapenos? I want to turn up the heat. <laughs> Hello, me cheesy. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a bit. It was yeah. I don't know, man. There was a lot about the film I did like, but then I don't think it's quite equal. But there's also a few things which I didn't like, and sadly for me. It was the major moments, like the big reveal. Yeah. What happened at the end with the devil? The idea of the de- of like him possessing people, the world, whatever they did that in Split, I think at the beginning of last year, and I didn't like it then either. Um, spoiler for Split, by, by the way. But and I, but I don't, I don't know. I like, I like it. I like the idea of it. But you know, I just could have done without seeing the devil. And I, but from what I've understood, a lot of people dig that moment. They really like the fact that they kind of went went there. They kind of deviated off the course by not showing anything. By it's like, nope, here's the devil, but here he is right there. And he's going to possess um, 17 million people and they're going to kill everyone, including the president. So <laughs> End of film. It did, yeah, yeah, Finn, full stop. It did feel a bit, it did, it ran out of steam towards the end for me. And then by the time we got to the reveal after reveal after reveal, I wasn't sitting there like, oh, please hurry up and finish. But for, I, I knew I was meant to feel something, but. I didn't. Mm, yeah, it's kind of how I felt. I just, like I say, I think I watched the trailer. I thought it was going to be a horror film. And what I got was not what I was expecting. So um, I, I certainly would say to people, like, yeah, give it a watch if you've got nothing else on. Um, but also, at the, I, I'd be like, yeah, give it a watch. But... Mm, here's a couple of other films I think you should watch instead, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to put people off watching it, though. <laughs> no, it was funny because uh, after all that, and I only went on a tirade, a tirade there, because the major moments I didn't like were like, the, the defining moments of the film. Yeah. But as I said up top, I did enjoy the film, and I did think it's pretty good. Um, like the, Certainly like the first 80% of the film, there's some very good moments in it, um, they use their premise well. It's again well acted. And there's some good scares and like good effective visuals, but it just ran out of steam at the end. And you, sometimes you can have a good film with a bad ending, and it doesn't really affect it. But like, the ending of this film is so tied into what happened, and almost like almost renders some of it not obsolete, but it changes the way you view it. The fact that the whole time it was actually the devil. Like, oh, okay, and he just sat there, just wanted to get more internet streams. Could have just surely the devil could have stand in the middle of the street and just click his fingers. Uh, so 80% of the film was good, or 75% of the least, and the other 25 just fell flat for me. So like Blocky said, absolutely, definitely check it out, especially because it's on Shudder, and if you've got it, rock the shit out of it. My Shudder's taken a pounding in the last few weeks. Um, no like, double entendre there, but um, it's taken an absolute pounding. And this is what I'd recommend it. Yeah, go check it out. But it, it wasn't what I wanted it to be, but from what I've seen, a lot of people really enjoy this film, and... It's good to see that a Shudder original film is getting, like Host, is getting a lot of love. So um, is this going to be sort of, I know it's not going to be top, but middle or bottom tier from what we've covered so far? Kind of like um, the bottom of the middle. 
Okay, off the bottom, of the, above the crack then, yeah. Um, yeah, I think mine would be mid-tier as well because, again, there's nothing like, offensively wrong with it. It's just got a bit stuffed in the end. So whereas some of the films you've watched have been a bit shit. And this wasn't a bit shit. So, um, well, as we always do on Death by Pod, we end with the Death by Pod game. We need to get a jingle sorted out for that. So we'll get Bloggy to have a little sing-song off air. We'll get a jingle sorted out. Um, Bloggy, what did you choose for the game this week? Game. Um, oh, I did. What did, shit? What did I the answers in front of me? I can't, okay, yeah, it was a... Uh, uh, it was oh my god I'm having a stroke it was cool locations so uh, where did someone die in the film and I think the example I gave you was that Johnny Depp died in his bed in Nightmare on Elm Street because I can't yes. remember his character name <laughs> um, we just call him Johnny Johnny for now yeah so we've got three each as usual three is the magic number um, and if you do I have three Bloggy has three that makes six 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 is the number of the beast and all that. Three witching hour. <laughs> I'm making this up, but it works. Well, right. So, uh, yeah, three witching hour. So, bloggy, did you want to go first, then, bloggy? And if you give me the first of three, which I'm not going to get right, Randy in Scream Two, where did he die? Oh, Randy. Mm. Um, fuck. Did he die in the front room watching the film? No. No. Oh. He he died in a parked minivan on campus. Oh yes, of course he did. Um, crap. Who's the one who? Oh, I'm thinking of Scream Four. I think. I'm thinking one of the screams, but ah, oh, okay. Well, nil nil point to me. Well, you've just heard the sad klaxon. Let's see if Bloggy can get the happy klaxon <laughs> uh, for you, um, Blogginald, uh, from a Nightmare on Elm Street Two. Where did Lisa die, the main woman? Um, Dream doesn't count. <laughs> oh, nuts! Um, <laughs> do you know what? I, I can't remember. Like, did we? Did we do Nightmare on Elm Street too? We did three. We did. We did Dream Warriors. Don't wanna dream no Um. Uh, uh. She died in a pond. It's oddly specific, but. Uh, <laughs> I know. So, I hear your pond and I raise you. Oh. oh. That makes me feel horrible. Um, no, she died on a school bus at the end of the film. Uh, Freddy no. Krueger burst through her chest. Nice. Yeah, way to make an entrance, eh? <laughs> so, so, nil nil so far. Um, over to you, B-Bow Bower. Does he say school's out? <laughs> no, but I wish he did. Uh, uh. All right, so... Do- Tickets, please. <laughs> Dick Halloran in The Shining. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> he walks into the Overlook Hotel in the, I guess you'd call it the lobby or the foyer. The foyer. Foyer. And gets an axe through his chest. He couldn't shine that well. Yes, sound the happy klaxon. Here it comes. <laughs> yes! It's been too long since I've heard that. <laughs> we need to do a demon one for Halloween. <laughs> Thank you. I've got that one. <laughs> I've got that recorded now. So that's going to be my message tone as well. Brilliant. <laughs> It'll just scare off like young trick or treaters who shouldn't be going out on Halloween night. It's that girl from Death by Pod. Run. <laughs> so uh, one nil to me. So for you, B Balboa from Halloween 2018, so the new Halloween or the latest. How do Aaron and Dana die? The podcasters. Or where? Sorry, do they die? In the podcasting studio. 
<laughs> oh, you're being serious? Yes. Oh, oh sorry. No uh, I think I've given away what's wrong? coming next. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, indeed. They die in the bog, in the toilet. Remember, he puts the teeth over the cubicle. I don't know. I don't. I don't remember that film. At all. What is that? The Rob Zombie one? No, that's the the new the newest one with Jamie Lee Curtis, twenty eighteen. Oh, right. Yeah. There they there they he puts the teeth over and then Michael Mark is in the gas station toilet, <clears throat> Mullers them basically proper Bruxham. Gutted. All right. Well, it looks like you're yeah. probably going to win this game. <laughs> Go on in time. Ashley and Ashlyn from Final Destination Three. Oh fuck that! Um, oh uh, oh, hold on, hold, hold, the, on. hold the front door. I oh, did both of them die in this moment. I think I'm going to throw a Hail Mary because I can't remember if it's the same one. Is it the sunbed scene? Sounds the happy demon klaxon. Oh, that's enough of that. It is that one. Sweet. Oh. I couldn't remember if one of them died or both of them. <laughs> so they both died then they did I thought well, I think they did well in the film of course not in real life makes no difference You, I think you've won this game but hit me with my last one and we'll we'll see Could I will put them up bloggy I'm coming for you here we go <laughs> oh, come on man um, in From Beyond how did Craw- Dr Crawford die where did he die fuck's sake what is From Beyond I've never seen From Beyond um, oh, okay. Dr Crawford Lovecraftian film from the 80s it's like weird okay so it's weird um, he dies in a portal <laughs> I think I can't give you the oh, hold on hold on oh. he dies in his attic but he is fighting something from beyond is, it, is his attic also a portal it has a portal in it oh, fuck. so right. in that case no. I just wanted to play that. Well played, blogging or Balboa. You have won this round. Pat me on the back. Thanks, guys, for sticking around this long, especially if you really like the Clinton Hour. So that was our Death by Pod game. On the next episode, I'll be choosing a game, which, again, I always say probably won't be anywhere near as entertaining as the Balboa Fest, but... Nice one there, bloggy. Um, so that's it for our episode of Death by Pod for this uh, time of the year. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. If you agree with us or you didn't, let us know. We'll give those details in a minute. Next up, mate, we're, another one that Blog and Old recommended is His House on Netflix. Uh, you looking forward to that one? Yeah, I'm really looking forward to that one. So fingers crossed. So in a couple of weeks' time, look forward to Bloggy shitting all over that film. <laughs> no, it does look decent. It does look good. Um, so, yeah, Bloggy, thank you for coming on again tonight. Where can the world find you online? You can find me at Bloggy Balboa on Twitter and on, uh, well, I nearly said Netflix, on WordPress. <laughs> on Shudder. <laughs> um, you can find me, whatiwatchtonight.co.uk, what I watch tonight across all the socials. Uh, more importantly, you can find the show on Instagram and Twitter at Death by Pod, all one word at Death by Pod. Uh, we drop uh, questions about our next episode, so we'll be asking for your thoughts on his house soon. Whether you liked it, or whether you've even seen it, it's on Netflix. Comes out on the twenty eighth, on the thirtieth 
of October. It's coming out on Netflix, so check it out before our next one. And we drop, uh, we're currently doing the 31 Days of Halloween, which was an idea procured by our good friend Ian from Behind the Screams podcast. A bloggy, how does he say, how does he talk again? I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm banned from doing that. Do it. Do it. I can't. How can I? Uh... My name is Ian. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he talks over Halloween. Halloween, hope you will. Um, so we're currently doing that in a minute, so check out our thoughts on that. Yeah. Uh, if you like what you've just heard, please let us know. If you disagree with us or want to talk about the cleansing hour, do hit us up on Def, at Death by Pod. Uh, if you like what you heard as well, please do consider leaving us a good review on your podcast platform of choice because it helps the show grow, gets more listeners in, and we do quite like conversing with each and every one of you each week. But on that scary note, enjoy Halloween, guys. Stay safe. Put your Halloween masks on at all times. From me, see ya. And from blogging. The demon child's killed the president. This episode has eight endings. (laughs) 